Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey you, welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. I'm wife. And together we're reading the Bible. Starting with Genesis and eventually ending with Revelations, we're working through every book and offering our atheist two cents. Or shekels. Yeah, those. We're asking questions and pointing out all the nonsense. We aren't academics or scholars. Nope. In fact, when it comes to religion, we really don't know anything at all. What we've learned so far is that God's a dick. Oh, he really is, isn't he? If you're interested in how we reached this startling conclusion, maybe start from episode one. Otherwise, jump in anywhere. It's all good. Yep. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to Anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Hey, wife. Yes, husband. 
Did you know that we are now on Patreon? Um, yes, because you told me, but also, no, tell me more. <laughs> so we're on Patreon now. Are we? We are. And our supporters can go there and support us. And we have multiple levels all the way up to You Killed God. That sounds really drastic and escalated quickly-ish. Well, no, there's multiple levels before there. So it, escal- it escalates on a sliding scale of, you know, cheap to, to not cheap. Oh. But, you know, we can definitely use any amount. So, like, any support is always appreciated. So what exactly is Patreon? It's a place where you can show your support for our podcast. And Just our podcast? Any podcast or any <laughs> performer. But, you know, we're the ones that, you know, you're listening to right now. So maybe you should, uh, you know, support us. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. But we love you anyway. So all you got to do is go to Patreon. Look up Sacrilegious Discourse. It's actually patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse is our actual main page there. So head on over and send us some love. Yeah. Husband. Wife. Did you know this Sunday is Easter? I mean, yeah. I mean, this comes out on Easter, so... So, it is Easter. It's Easter. Happy Easter! Happy Easter! Let's talk about Easter. I mean, this is a religious blog, I guess. Oh, wait, no, podcast. God, I can't get that word blog out of my mind. It's almost like you did a blog or something. Actually, I did start one. Well, you did. Sacrilegiousdiscourse.com. It's also a shop where you can buy stuff to help support us, so... Just getting that plug in there, you know? You are just shameless. I am absolutely shameless. Okay, well, let me tell you what Easter is. Just just a brief sentence. A brief synopsis? A brief synopsis. Okay. Easter is a Christian festival and holiday commemorating the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, described in the New Testament as having occurred on the third day after his burial, following his crucifixion by the Romans at Cavalry, circa 30 AD. Plain as mud. I mean, we're in the Bible, so we're kind of... This is like skipping ahead. It is. Because we're like in the Old Testament, and this is New Testament shit. Right, but I'm going to tie it in. Are you? I am. I'm going to tie it together for you. Well, that's pretty cool. Right? I'm looking forward to that. I know. All right, well, let's see where this goes, okay? Okay. Husband. You already did that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was in the (laughs) intro. You lost your place. This is a bonus episode, and you're already fucking it up. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Happy fucking Easter. Jesus. Okay. Tell us about this shit. Okay. So I'm going to start with the date because, you know, it is a very wonky holiday that is never. Yeah, it's never. I mean, it can be like a month apart. Yeah. Sometimes it can be two months apart. Holy shit. It has come as early as um, late March. No, like early March and um, early May. So like we're, but we're celebrating the anniversary of an event, but it's not actually tied to a date. It's tied to a what? Well, it's the commemoration of an event that we don't really specifically have a date for. So so they don't know when Jesus died? Not like roundabout. No, they really don't. I mean, they wrote a lot about it. You'd think they'd know when that fucking happened. Okay. But that happened before the modern day calendar was done. And so they didn't, have a date for it they're like happened about this time it was, it was yeah it was pretty warm out maybe a little bit warm i don't know well they were basically like i think it was spring or anyway that seems like a good time to you know talk about rebirth but you know what dude comes back to life 
I'm writing that shit down. Right? Like, note that down, guys. Like, make yeah. it, make a, make a serious. I mean, this isn't like, like at least his what? birth. They're like, okay, um, these were the stars in the sky. Like, they have a pretty good idea when Christ was born. Well, yeah, we celebrate his birth on December 25th every fucking year. Right? Even though his birth no, probably happened in spring. Right. Actually, but still, like we we tie that one to a date, and right to me, Jesus being born is less momentous, momentous than, than the fact, fact that, that he came, he came back, back to, life. to life. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. I right. don't know. So whatever. But anyway. maybe back then they were like, eh, another cool miracle. What ifs? Another cool miracle. Yeah. I mean, shit was always happening. That was crazy magic. I guess. The seas had already motherfucking parted. Right. This was nothing. I suppose. Okay. All right, well, tell us about these dates. Okay, so Easter and the holidays that are related to it, such as, like, um, what is that, like, Monday, Monday or something? And Monday, Fat, Monday. Fat Wednesday. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking Holy about right Friday. now. Holy Friday. Okay, so there's all these, like... Like Palm Sunday? Yeah, there's one of those, too. Like, yeah. Like, there's all these holidays around Easter. I didn't bother remembering what those are called. Cause... Oh, my God. No, it's You did not... all this research and you didn't look those up? I don't care about them, do you? No, I, I mean, not really. I mean, it's but not... But Palm Sunday. Right, but these are not pertinent to what I am discussing here. <laughs> okay. Other than that, so there's Easter and then all of the holidays around Easter that are Easter-y. Got it. Maybe okay. we'll cover Palm Sunday next year. Maybe. Yeah, actually, that's a good idea because I probably should have looked that up, but <laughs> but I don't care. Okay. So, okay, so there's all these Easter-y holidays and ones like Easter... They are called movable feasts because they do not fall on a fixed date and they do not follow only the cycle of the sun. Meaning, you know, like all the other ones that you already said, they have a specific date. Those are based on the cycle of the sun, which is, you know, once a year. Okay. Okay. All right. So we call those solar holidays. Okay. Because whatever. Okay. Rather, its date is calculated based on a loony sol- solar Lunisolar, lunisolar, lunar. It basically calendar. moon and sun combined? No, oh, no. just moon. The cycles of the moon. Cycles of the moon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds very pagan. It is. It's totally pagan. Okay. So, okay, the first council of Nicaea, which that's a church, early church, church apotamus kind of thing. And maybe we'll get into that in a future episode, but. but that's going to be like past the Bible because I don't re- are they even in the Bible? They're not in the Bible. So, yeah, that would be like a bonus or like yeah. once we get done with the Bible and start talking about other crap. Yeah, and- they were guys that were like, dudes, we are going to all do um, Christy, bible stuff across the world. We need to come up with some rules right. as to how, to, how we're going to do this to make it more legit. Gotcha. So... In the year 325, the First Council of Nicaea established two rules. One, independence of the Jewish calendar. And two, worldwide uniformity. Independence of the Jewish calendar and worldwide uniformity. Those were the only rules for Easter explicitly laid down by the council. Okay. No details for the computation were specified. Those were worked out in practice, a process that took centuries and generated a number of controversies. Hmm. So they laid down these rules, but then they were like, and we'll hammer out the details over the next like thousand years or whatever. That sounds like fun. Right? Yeah. It sounds like 
Republicans and Dem Republicans and Democrats trying to come to an agreement on something and they're like, here is an idea and now we'll take the next 500 years to come to how we're going to put this together. Like basically worthless. Right. Right. Um, here's where here's where it comes now. It is the first Sunday after the full moon that occurs on or soonest after the spring equinox. So that's clear as mud. Right. So we get the spring equinox and then a full moon and then the first Sunday after that. Got it. Okay. That's Easter. Okay. So it's based on... So like a lunar cycle is about a month, right? Mm-hmm. So like spring could come, which is March 21st. And it could be almost a month later before it's you even not, see that. It's not 100% March 21st. It's often, it's most often on March 21st. So that's what we call it. But it could also be March 20th, March um, 22nd. Oh, okay. So we're not going with the quote unquote first day of spring, the actual um, spring equinox. Right. So, and and then... the first day of spring is on the equinox. The okay. equinox most often happens on, on the, the 21st. 21st. So that's what we have in our minds. Okay. But it's not 100% that. Got it. Got it. It's been actually, I think it's even been as early. Like there's a three or four day process that, or not process, but three or four day spread that the equinox falls under. Huh. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Actually, all all of the equinoxes, like all the season changes, they're not specific dates. Gotcha. They all fall Within this like three or four day spread. Okay. All right. But we just, we have the date because it's easier to just remember the March 21st rather than around the 21st, maybe the 20th, whatever. Sure. So, yeah. So first we get the equinox, generally March 21st. Then the full we moon. get a full moon after that. And, and then, then the first Sunday. And then the first Sunday after the full moon. Yeah. Okay. So very lunar. Got it. Which Got is it. very loony. Which we just had a full moon, so that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't even think about tying that together, but we yeah. just had a full moon, so. Yep. So, yeah, that's why it's this huh. Sunday. Or Interesting. Or by the time they're hearing it, today. Right, right. So, do you want to get into entomology, or do you want to take a break? No, I said that's... entomology, but I meant to say etymology. Let's go ahead and get into the etymology. Do you know what etymology means? Not a clue. It's the history of words. <laughs> Well, and that would be appealing to you. You love words. I love words. But sometimes you can't say the words. I know. It's true. But, and and a lot of times I can't even think of the words, but I love them nonetheless. <laughs> so, I mean, you might be thinking, who the fuck cares where the word came from? But where the word came from also helps us know where the holidays originated and where they spread from. If you can follow well, well like these people said this and then over time we noticed that a similar word appeared over here and they celebrated similar we can kind of assume that the tradition spread from one area to another sure based on word history yeah. and similar practices that makes sense so that's why etymology is interesting but it's particularly interesting in this case because you know we know that easter is based on wiccan and pagan and old-timey pre-christian right. traditions right so it's very prominent or not prominent that's not the word i'm trying to say see so you I can't, can't find the words i can't the i can't i'm wordless they are okay so historical linguists have traced the name of easter to a proto-indo-european goddess of the dawn 
and this name is Whack. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna try to say it Husos, but here's how it's spelled. Look, I'm just gonna show you. It's asterisk capital H sub two E W S a really strange O S. What the hell is that? Exactly. Isn't that just awesome though? I that doesn't even like make any sense. I know. It's um old Germanic or something. Like I don't know. Okay. It's well, you know, English is a Germanic language. Right, right. Because they came from common roots. Yeah. So um Proto Indo European is like even pre that. Got it. Okay. So and they abbreviate it P I E, which I just find hilarious because who doesn't love pie? Right. So another reason to celebrate on Pi Day. Right, exactly. <laughs> but that was already that before. already passed. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, so they traced the name back to a goddess of the dawn from way back called something like Husos. I know I murdered that. Right. From which descends the common Germanic divinity of as the origin of Eostra and Ostara, hmm. and those are. Where we get the name Easter from. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Eostra is capital E-O-S-T-R-E. And there's some fancy flare clicker doodles above some of the letters. Sure. And it changes depending on where you look it up. So okay. I'm not going to... Like, sometimes it ends with an A instead of an E. Sometimes there's, like, that combined A-E letter that I'm not sure what that's called. Ancient human history. And they spelled it differently sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's not that they spelled it differently. It's that they had an entirely different lettering system. Right, right. And so it doesn't translate well to English. Exactly. And Ostara is O-S-T-A-R-A. And there's like, again, again, clicky doodles and weird symbols and stuff. Right, right. So that is where we find Goddess of the Dawn. So Eostra was a Germanic spring goddess in whose honor feasts were celebrated usually around the month of April. Huh. Huh. Which so makes sense. Probably tied into the same way that they judge the Easter religions. Exactly. Well, I mean, Christ is the rebirth. He has arisen, you know, come back to life, much like that's what spring is. And then they already had these two goddesses lying around that were rebirth, spring, dawn. Like right. all of these things go together. And so it just made sense that they would all get tied in. And I'm guessing this is some sort of a compromise with like non-Christians to like try to tie them in to bring them into the fold for Christianity. Right. And say, hey, we're still going to celebrate these things. And yeah. Spring we're just equinox. Gonna it's just going to call it something, something different. Right. And kind of like wean them into the, the Christian exactly. religion. Exactly. Gotcha. In Latin and Greek, the Christian celebration was and is. This is where we tie it in to Old Testament and New Testament. This this blew my mind. Okay. I don't know if you remember at the time that we were talking about Passover. Yeah. And how that is an Easter celebration, but Passover, remember, was when Moses was um um in Oh, that's right. And I was like, "Wait, but that's New Testament and this is Old Testament." And I couldn't figure out what so am that I talking was, about? So that was when they were leaving Egypt, is that right? Or what was it? Was, it was before it? they left Egypt and um God was like, mark a sign above the door of everybody with a firstborn son or something like oh, that. Okay, okay. And I will pass over those oh, with a mark. that's right. That's and I was right. like, that's where the tradition of Passover. But then I was confused because I was like, that doesn't make sense, though, because Passover is associated with Easter, which is Christ, 
which is so, New Testament. Right. So here we go. Okay. This is this blew my mind. All right. This is so cool. I'm interested. In Latin and Greek, the Christian celebration was and still is called Pascha or Pascha or I don't know, pasta. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> A word derived from Aramaic. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. The word originally denoted the Jewish festival known in English as Passover, commemorating the Jewish exodus from slavery in Egypt. Got it. So they tied Passover and Easter together. They tied the Old Testament and the New Testament together. So wait, this sound this sounds a little bit like they needed a reason to bring in um the Germanic tribes and the the pagans and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so they took a, a a religious holiday that they celebrated that was mm -hmm. very pagan and based on lunar cycles and mixed it with a Bible and, a and slash, you know, a, a, a Christian holiday yeah. or Jewish holiday right. that was Passover yeah. and, and decided, okay, we're trying to bring these guys together. And so mm -hmm. let's have this thing called Christianity that goes one, two, three, go. We got Germanic and, and, and pagan holiday here. And we're going to take Passover here. And we're going to kind of squash it all together. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did. That's crazy. Right? I told you I was going to tie it up, though. That's How really cool. How cool is that? Yeah. That's really cool. I just, I was excited I'm because... sure there's way more to it than oh, that. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. We're, we're not like scholars, so don't take our word. We're just kind of like, this is like tip of the iceberg research that we did. Okay, I'll be totally honest. I got all this off various pages of Wikipedia <laughs> because I don't care enough about this stuff right. on a personal level to do deep research and read texts and all that. I mean... Well, we start from the premise of knowing that it's all bullshit. Right. Exactly. So from there, it's just interesting to find out how we got this bullshit. Exactly. Exactly. Right? I mean, yeah. that's essentially what we're looking for. Yeah. So it, how, that was really cool. I like that. Yeah. That was neat, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's take a break and come back and talk about symbols of Easter. Sounds great. All right. We'll see you guys in a second. Okay. Okay, so what do you think of when you think of Easter? I mean, the Easter bunny, mm -hmm. Easter eggs, yeah. Um, candy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, coloring the Easter eggs, that's always our that ritual is fun. that we do. Yeah, so, that's fun. I mean, you know, that's still Easter eggs, but it's, you know. Hiding the Easter yeah, eggs. Yeah, you got to hide them, and then you got to find them, and, you know. And then you got to eat them. All that crap, yeah. and then you got to eat Easter them. Easter baskets. You have to eat them, though, yeah. by rolling them in salt. Or making tuna That's salad out of them. That's only something I've done since I've been with you. <laughs> Whatever. But salt because and eggs. There's nothing better on Easter than salt and hard-boiled no, eggs. No, I agree. But then, you know, you eat a few and then you're like, I can't eat this whole five dozen oh, eggs. Oh, God, no. That's why you make tuna salad with the well, rest. yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's a great tip for everybody there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe no. I mean, there's nothing we did when I was growing up, so I didn't know that. You what know, did your mom do with that. the excess eggs? Or did you only color, like, two I think like, we, like, each? ate them over a couple of days and then, oh, like, you know. Oh, my God. And then, uh. Your poop must have stank. You know? I mean, Ooh, that's, I can't even imagine eating that many eggs. I don't know. It was good that's stuff. That's gross. I, I mean, I, okay, I love boiled eggs. Don't get me wrong. Right. Okay, right. so let's talk about symbols. Okay. The first of which on my list is eggs. Huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. In pre-Christian history, eggs were associated with death and rebirth. So they they had things Why like... Why death? Um, I don't know. Maybe like unfertilized eggs oh, or maybe... Okay. 
um, like everything that comes with birth is death. You know what I mean? Like as yin and yang kind of opposites. Sure. But um, also like something that they did was um, think of the the phoenix egg. Like it, it, the phoenix itself burns up and comes back to life. Right. So eggs were just like a symbol. death and rebirth symbol. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Eggs now in general are a traditional symbol of fertility and rebirth. Which if you think about it makes sense because we don't really talk about, we do not like death in this not in, at all. in American culture, we don't even take good care of our elderly. Well, that's why everybody, you know, flocks to religion. They want to live eternally. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, we don't talk about death. Yeah. Death is not a thing that we like. It's not a thing that we recognize. The only thing that death is good for is um, corporate America business. Wait, why is it good for corporate America business? Because corporate oh, America. Wait, you're talking about like healthcare and like no, uh, not just not just that. I'm talking about the funeral business. Oh well, yeah. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. They make so much money off it. It's terrible how much well, they think of all the medical supplies they sell to seniors. to yeah. keep living. Yeah, exactly, so, you know, exactly. There's that too. So I just I found it interesting that it used to be death and rebirth, and now it's fertility and rebirth. Like that, the egg itself has evolved in evolved the in the in the symbology. Like right. yeah, that's just. Very cool to me. Yeah. So decorated Easter eggs are symbols of the empty tomb of Jesus from which Jesus is resurrected. I looked as much as I could, like, but why though? Right. And I, I couldn't find anything that satisfied that question. I mean, did, maybe they decorate. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that the, because he was a prophet of the Lord, maybe they decorated his tomb very And that is why much. we decorate our eggs. But Why? Is the egg itself. Well, I, and again, I'm just kind of hypothesizing here, but maybe the feeling is that if you put that much love and care into decorating the entombment of um, your prophet or your your God, that maybe it that is what helped cause the rebirth, maybe? I don't, I don't think so. Like, I don't get that feeling. Like, I can understand why the egg would represent... His rebirth, that that makes sense because eggs are about fertility and rebirth, sure. right? But I don't get why specifically the empty tomb. Why is an egg an empty tomb? Like that sounds like the beginning of a riddle, you know? What do a, a well, writing desk and a raven have in common? The other, the other way you could look at it is that the egg, as we do it on Easter, is a dead egg, right? So it is an empty shell of... Um, of what was once a living thing. Oh, okay. I'll buy that. Right? It seems like you're trying, but... Oh, I'm trying real hard here. Yeah, so. and, but nobody nobody specified that that I could find. No, and yeah, and no, granted, I, I didn't do hours of research Like here. I said, I'm just throwing out hypotheses yeah, here. Yeah. So, so it's completely in my brain and that's it. Maybe, maybe so. we'll find out something by next year and... Yeah. My brain know. could be complete shit on this, so... You know. My brain is complete shit on this. <laughs> So one ancient tradition was the staining of Easter eggs with the color red in memory of the blood of Christ shed as at that time of his crucifixion. So um, they found that different, like if you put different dried flowers in water and you put the egg in the water, it would change, you know, dye. It was early dyes. So they would use um, red flowers to dye the egg red and that was supposed to represent Christ's blood. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, 
the use of eggs as this is really cool too. This is so cool. The use of eggs as favors or treats at Easter originated when they were prohibited during Lent. Are you familiar with Lent? Like yeah, that's you where give you up give something, up something. You give up something for Lent. Right. And it's supposed to be the 40 days leading up to Easter. I believe that's mostly a Catholic thing at this point. Mm, no. Oh, no. is that everybody? It's Christians, I think, and Jews, if I'm not mistaken. I, okay. I could be speaking out of my ass, but Christians very much do Lent. Sure. Okay. So, um, anyway, so they were prohibited, you know, during Lent. You couldn't eat eggs. Right. So... Um, a common practice in England in the medieval period was for children to go door to door begging for eggs on the Saturday before Lent began, and people handed out eggs as special treats for children prior to the fast. Huh. Because they would fast through Lent. Gotcha. So. So it, here's another one where they tied in a couple of, like, mm-hmm. it kind of became a tradition before it was a tradition. Exactly. Got and it. so then they would eat them before, like, oh, I'm about to have to starve to fucking death, so I'm going to pile up on anybody got some eggs please god and then also after the 40 days of lent on the day of easter they would um present them as part of the um meal and yeah and it would be like this beautiful layout including eggs got it got it so i thought that was very cool yeah so that's all i had on eggs in general next symbol obviously we talked about the easter bunny Right. Right? Yeah. And I've always wondered, like, why? The, what is... Why? Right? Like, what the why? fuck is, what is that? bunny? Well, if, what is a phrase that you know about bunnies in general? Like... A phrase that I know about bunnies. Like, they fuck like bunnies, or oh. <laughs> they're as prolific as bunnies. Sure. Like, Right? Yeah. Like, that, that's going to tie into what I'm about to say. Fucking like bunnies ties into Easter. It does. It that's, does. That's interesting. Right? Yeah. In ancient times, and, and they discussed hares which you know are similar to rabbits but not okay in ancient times it was widely believed that the hare was a hermaphrodite the idea that a hare could reproduce without loss of virginity led to an association with the virgin Hmm. mary okay and also because they fuck like bunnies and make a hundred babies is fertility got it so they were associated with fertility and virginity virginity yeah Interesting. Right? Like, yeah. who'd have thought? And that's where the Easter Bunny got tied in. Or or in other countries, they refer to it as the Easter Hare instead of the Easter Bunny or the Easter Rabbit. It's huh. the Easter Hare in other countries. And there must have just been a lot of people sitting around a desk sometime in the early whatevers um, after Christ died or whatever going, how are we going to tie all these things in and make all these I don't things think work? it was that... I don't think it was that on purpose. Like okay. it was It's just a bunch of things a bunch of that different kind of things. came together. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean that's how symbols work. Right. You know? Nobody sat around and thought up this is going to be a sign of XYZ. People just start doing it. It's kinda like a weird meme. It's right. memes before memes. Like how many times does our daughter show us something that's a meme? And we're like, what even does that mean? And then we start seeing it everywhere and we're like, okay, I guess that went viral. Well, that's what these symbols were. They were things that went viral and they had deep meaning and that that's what a symbol does. It gives meaning and then it becomes personal. Got it. Got so it. So I don't, I don't think it was on purpose. It was just shit happened. Sure. Yeah. So I have one more symbol, which I was not familiar with. The Easter lily. 
Are you familiar I with... I have heard that before, yes. It's nothing that we ever took part in, but I have... Like, I knew that lilies were associated with Easter time and Easter traditions and stuff. I don't know... Not ours, but... Right. They were out there. I think I knew that they were, like, associated with funerals. Like, aren't you supposed to... I didn't... That that I don't know anything about. But I never went to any funerals as a kid, so I don't know why I would know that. Right. And we never did lilies... We never went to church as a kid, and we never did lilies at Easter time. So, I don't know. This one was just kind of, well, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, the Easter lily is a symbol of the resurrection. It has always been highly regarded in the church, as Jesus himself referenced the flower, saying in Luke chapter 12, verse 27, Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not, and yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Moreover, according to pious legend, after Jesus' death and resurrection, some of these beautiful flowers were found growing in the garden of Gethsemane. Yeah, pronunciation. Gethsemane. Semene. Semene. Gethsemane. No, I've heard this one before, and I think it's beautiful the way like the letters twist around. It's hard to say. It's hard to... See it and say it. Right, I gotcha. So anyway, flowers were found growing in the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus went to pray the night before his crucifixion. Okay. Legend has it that these flowers sprung up where drops of Jesus's sweat fell as he prayed. Oh, I see. So that's so where the Easter lily comes from. Where the lily comes and then from. I also saw some pictures of white lilies with. Um, red like inside the middle of them Mm -hmm. and of course that would totally go along with white is blood jesus's blood blood, on white innocence blah 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 yeah right okay so well that's cool yeah so that's my easter um notes for you today all right well i hope you guys enjoyed that and uh happy easter in whatever way you are celebrating it today if you are if you are Eat some and eggs. You know what? I, and I'll, I'll share this. We do kind of celebrate Easter, but... Not in a religious not way. Not in a religious way. We It's just a tradition where we get things for our daughter and... Um, we're excited and, about spring. And we're excited about spring. So, like... But, like, we're buying um, our daughter some pins for Easter and... Not... Just, just so you know, it's he's, like lapel pins. Yeah, like pins that you might put on your hat, not yeah, like she likes writing to collect instruments. Them, and most of them are very liberalish and political statements. Political statements, not anywhere related to Easter in any way whatsoever. If anything, they're anti-Easter. <laughs> I mean, one one is um, about being pro-vaccination, yeah. and another one is um, about um, Black Lives Black Matter. Lives Matter. And another one is, um, oh gosh, I can't Well, we looked remember. at one that said, that was like a little, the letter F on a bomb. So for F-bomb, because she's, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. So She's into cussing without cussing right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, but, you know. Uh, I think we're also going to get her. We just have fun with it, you know. We're going to get her a shirt that um, is from one of her sh- favorite shows is Lucifer. So that's yeah. actually quite. Oh, yeah, quite, that's right. That's we're getting quite her shirt. anti-Easter. <laughs> We might even celebrate by watching some Lucifer that day. So, you know. I mean, it's not like we were like, let's do anti-Easter stuff and then being like, <laughs> No. It's just. You know what? Here's here's what it is. We're not religious. We don't really celebrate religion. Um, we have been to church at a place that we, you know, like there was a church that we went to that was very liberal and that 
we straight up told our pastor that we were not religious and that we were not we were not Christians. We were not Christians. Um, we were more there to you know hear the story a little bit and find out you know pick his brain just to you know ask questions and things. Tell us what's the big deal. Um, but I think the reason that we celebrate in general is because of the area that we are in more often than not and the the, the culture that we grew up in. The area that we're in, our daughter sees everybody else celebrating around her. So it's easier to just find our own way to celebrate. And that's what we've chosen to do. Um, it's definitely not a religious holiday for us. But, but it's not an anti-religious one either. It's not an we just enjoy one. the day. We enjoy each other's company. We enjoy um, having fun together. Yeah. And eating eggs. So happy day. Happy Easter. Happy whatever you want to call it today. Yep. And uh, we'll see you guys, uh, you know, this was a bonus episode, so we'll see you guys in less than a week. Yeah. All right. You guys have a great Easter. Bye. Husband. Wife. Can I say the things now? Yes. Okay. So you had a list of items that you wanted people to check out? Yeah, definitely. Um... Make sure you check us out on Twitter. We are there under the handle sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I'd have gone with that. Yep. Um, we also would love to get emails from you because we love hate mail, fan mail, the whole nine yards there. That email address is sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. And we are now on YouTube. And if you are listening to us on YouTube... You're going to be running a little bit behind what our schedule is for our podcast because you're going to be hearing stuff from two months before if you are caught up. You're in the past. You're in the past. So you should join us on our podcasting apps that are available. So like you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. I'm on um, CastBox. Yeah, my wife's special. She's on CastBox. I like CastBox. And then on any of the things that you're on, we always would love it if you would like and subscribe. That helps us out so, so much. So, Yeah, do those things. Do those things, and we will see you guys next week. Sure, sure we will. It's on Thursdays. Yeah, that. Okay, bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.